Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another week of Pitches Be Crazy, MLB Talk with Lily Shu. You know, your weekly little source to check in, see what's happening in baseball, and probably hear me talk more about the Brewers than you would care. But they are playing right now, so you're going to have to deal with it. But before we get started, I'm also going to open up a Modelo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let, let's let's get after it. Um, so cheers. And, you know, we're going to we're going to do the thing I usually do, though. But I'll guess I'll guess I give a little bit of an extension. So I am currently live on Colorcast. So that's where this is recorded every single week. And I am live on Twitter right now as well. So I guess you can go to listen to whatever way you want. If you want to see my face, go on Twitter. If you don't want to, then you're great on Colorcast or I guess having this op- having Twitter open and maybe just close that browser or close that screen, go in a different tab, something like that. Um, so you'll see. You'll see what happens. But it's also good for me to mention that this does go up every... Usually Thursday evening or Friday uh, morning or early afternoon um, up on any like podcast listening platform of your choice. So if you for some reason want to catch up on how I covered stories in the past, different weeks of baseball, anything like that, you can always check in there and see what's happening. So that's my little spiel for anybody who's not familiar or hasn't really hasn't really been around the block. So uh, let's get after it. Let's get after it. So like I had mentioned, the first thing I usually do here is I go through our standings and kind of just give everybody a little breakdown on what's been going on in baseball since since the last talk to you, since last Thursday. And we're going to start with the American League East. So Yankees still killing it. This has kind of been, I feel like, every week talking about how the Yankees or the Mets are just continuing to demolish their competition and really just do a killer job. So Yankees still leading the AL East. Uh, The Blue Jays are nine and a half games back, so not really making any crazy progress there, but also they don't have a bad record. They're not doing too terribly. It's just the Yankees are so dominant. It's going to be hard for you to really make any big progress unless the Yankees start losing. The Rays are pretty close behind, 11 games back, so a few wins behind. The Blue Jays, a loss as well. So they're poised to, I think, get better, be in a position where they might be doing a little bit, might might be more competitive. But as for right now, it doesn't seem like there's much going to be stopping the Yankees in the AL East. Red Sox are 13 games back, and the Orioles are 19 and a half games back. So for the Red Sox, too, I think what started off as a very abysmal season that seemed to have nothing to be hopeful about, doing a little bit better now. So for any Red Sox fan that I said, it's not going to be the worst thing ever. It's not. You're going to be okay. It's eventually going to, it's eventually going to be fine. You're, you're going to settle in and nobody believed me. And then of course, look where we are now, but that's just the optimist in me for somebody who's extremely pessimistic. So. I like to be hopeful about these things, and I think that might come through sometimes. So let's move on to the AL West. Astros took control, and looks like they're going to be maintaining control because they have a pretty big lead up on everybody in the division. So the Rangers are the closest team 
back to them. They are in second. Um, and they're nine and a half games behind the Astros. The Angels are ten and a half games behind them and the Mariners are 11 games back so you do have these teams that are kind of back to back to back and just all could technically jump into that number two spot but it's gonna take a lot of a lot of wins and a lot of astro losses to be able to take that number one spot so keep that in mind but astro's really doing it athletics they're there um and kind of going back to look at color cast and Matthew Roth says, AL West is mid. I think that's fine. I think that's a very fair rating for them. I don't know if I would give them a... I don't know if I would give them a different sort of ranking or rating there because it's a fine division. Things are there. Things are happening. But considering that the Astros are the only really competitive team over 500 there, you know. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to hate on that division because I love the Mariners and I respect the hell out of the angels, but what is going on? (laughs) Um, Moving on to the AL central twins still controlling it, still controlling the board um, with 37 wins and 28 losses. The guardians are two games back. So doing pretty, doing pretty nicely with a over 500 record in that number two spot. White Sox are five games back and under 500, but they're getting closer to getting back there. So again, I think there's hope to be had for the White Sox. Tigers are 11 and a half games back and the Royals are 14 and a half games back. So that's where I would say there's less hope in terms of getting there. But it's going to be interesting, I think, before All-Star break to see what positions the top three teams are going to be in there. Because from how we're seeing it now, it's for sure going to be the Twins, Guardian, White Sox. So I'm really interested to see how that shakes out, see if the White Sox can somehow slip into that number two spot. I don't think they will. I feel like we'll probably be seeing it staying somewhere really similar to how it is now. But again, you never know. I guess we'll find out. We'll see. So, all right, let's go move on to the National League. So let's start off with the NL East. Mets currently in that number one spot in that division. Uh, Record of 41 and 23. But, hey, Matthew, this is for you. And for, I believe, uh, Hungry Takes, if you're listening, Braves, they're four games back. What was originally, it seemed like an insurmountable lead that the Mets had in the NL East is slowly decreasing because of the Braves being on a ridiculous run. So I know they had been 14-0 so far. Um, I did not keep track of what's going on today, but... They've had a ridiculous June and have had an amazing winning streak, which is, you know, really, really kind of getting back there and showing everybody that they are indeed defending World Series champions. So I love seeing it. And uh, Matthew said, the Braves definitely listened to my rant after the loss to the D-backs and look at them now. And we're off today, but play the Cubs tomorrow. So fair enough. And of course, I should mention right now, the Mets are playing the Brewers, and they did lose last night to them. So right now it is a 1-1 game, so we'll find out. Oh, wait, never mind. It's a 3-1 game. Uh, just right now, Omar Nervaya's got a single with two runners on in the fourth and was able to help the Brewers get the lead there. First run, though, was from Christian Yelich getting a solo homer. Uh, beautiful moment. I was very excited. Didn't, didn't 
didn't believe it, but we're not even talking about the Brewers yet, and I'm already, I'm already there. But Phillies too, still maintaining a decent, you know, not too far back, still in on the action. They're eight and a half games back. Uh, the Marlins are eleven and a half games back, and the Nationals are eighteen and a half games back. The Nationals just took a series over the Brewers. Don't want to think about it. Brewers have been playing a lot of the. Uh, a lot of the NL East, and it hasn't been the easiest ride for them, even though it should have been. But, you know, comes and goes. We'll get there. We'll talk about it. Um, in the NL West, we have the Padres with uh, sole possession of the first place spot there. And I believe it's the, for the first time since May of last season, which is pretty crazy. Uh, the Dodgers, though, are only half a game back. So it's going to be pretty tight there. The Giants are four and a half games back. Uh, the Diamondbacks are 11 games back, and the Rockies are 13 and a half games back. So, again, shaking out to, I think, what we've been expecting with it being those three teams at the top. But Dodgers and Padres going to be going back and forth. We'll see if the Giants can, you know, maybe maybe make it even a little bit more interesting and kind of d- repeat what's happened in previous years in terms of this very aggressive, intense uh, top three in the NL West, which is always exciting, always fun. Um, And then moving on to, of course, my division, uh, the NL Central, the Cardinals are in possession of first place in the NL Central, which is hard for me to say, but it's just the truth. Um, The Brewers are uh, a game and a half back, so still, still possible, still within striking distance. Obviously, today, if they can beat the Mets, it's going to do a lot for them. And you have to continue to hope that you can see the Cardinals potentially lose or go on a small losing streak of their own. But all is not lost yet. There's still a lot of hope. Um, But Brewers second, like I said, uh, game and a half back. Pirates third place, buddy, in the NL Central. Ten and a half games back, which, you know, love to see it. Mib says on ColorCast, hashtag prayers for Pittsburgh. You know, yes, but at the same time, can we just say that there's something beautiful about there's just something beautiful about this. Seeing this going on the standings and seeing the pirates are third. I I really love it. I really do. Um because then for fourth slash fifth or last place in the division, we do have a tie. Uh currently the Reds and the Cubs are both at a record both have records of 23 and 40 are 13 games back and we'll see we'll see who's gonna be taking that fourth spot uh but you know kind of kind of love to see it in a really terrible way it's not really (laughs) something to celebrate or to be that excited about but it's the chaos of it all that i just we know i love it's my favorite thing that can happen in the game I like the agent agent of chaos sort of thing that can happen. And I like being that person. So when I see it, uh, I applaud it and I very much enjoy it. And Mib says, as a Pirates fan from Pittsburgh, let me say, it's the hope that kills. Don't worry. I'm not, I know how it can be. And I've watched too much of the Pirates in the past couple of years, obviously, as a uh, Brewers fan who's watching a lot of NL Central games and you know I've, I've seen a lot more of the Pirates than I think I would have ever expected but that's so, so be life and Matthew Roth says one of my friends is a Pirates fan and I always make fun of him for his favorite memory of 
my favorite memory being the 2013 wildcard game. But that's iconic. You gotta kind of give it to him. But all right. So I am going to give a little spoiler right now and say that I'm actually going to be talking for the most of this episode about the my all-star ballot and how I'm voting and some of my thoughts on it. If you are undecided in a few things, maybe I can help and or help advocate for the Brewers to give you guys some idea of who I'd recommend voting for. Um, that's going to kind of be, I would say, the big thing here. But I did want to just go run down on a few little pitcher notes because there are some fun things that I think just happened recently. And I just wanted to kind of run down them. I was like, of course, there is one news thing that is not pitcher related, but it's Brewers related. So, you know... I'm, again, very predictable. We shouldn't be surprised that this is how I am and this is how it'd be for me, but we'll get after it. So, Miles Michaelis nearly pitched a no-hitter, and he gave it up in the ninth inning, uh, two outs, and on a a count with two strikes. And it was a ground rule double that Harrison Bader was not able to get to, and... Yeah, I mean, as a Brewers fan, I kind of love to see it. But I also do actually really like Miles Michaelis. I have him for fantasy, so the game was really good for me. But he was at, like, I think 129 pitches at that point, and I believe did end up finishing the game. But that's brutal. Like, (laughs) let's just be honest. To be that close and then all of a sudden to lose it like that, it's just not ideal, not fun, but... Sometimes just that's just how the cookie crumbles. Um, but still, really solid performance, and he should definitely be proud of himself. Um, my second small story of the evening is Shane McClanahan being the first pitcher to 100 strikeouts this season. And I also mention this because I have Shane McClanahan on fantasy, and I love him. He's a absolute stud, really great player. I'm always really impressed by what he does. And, you know, he's just showing kind of once and again, you know, they're doing something right there. They're doing something right in Tampa, and their pitchers are balling. Of course, the the record isn't quite there, you know, not quite at the number one spot in the American League, but still. I mean, American League what? Or East. Oof. Uh, but you still got to appreciate it. So I just thought I would mention that as well, because it was really crazy, and I mean, just to applaud that effort, it's very exciting. Um, Before I get into my final pitcher who's related to my fantasy team, I also wanted to say congrats to Josh Hader and his wife because he just had a child, uh, I believe, yesterday. Um, So congrats to them on their first first child, had a son, really. I mean, I think all of a sudden I saw that he was on the... Uh, paternity leave list and I was like oh oh exciting things so congrats to them and I hope they're enjoying that time together and you know start of their family um but I also want to mention um Sandy Alcantara because he is a beast and there was a great video going around from uh I forget what day the outing was it might have been Monday or Tuesday and he was pissed because he was pulled from the game with, I believe, in like the eighth or something with like a runner on third. And his pitch count was, I want to say, somewhere around like 113, 115. 
nothing crazy, but he was livid. And I really think he's a ridiculously good pitcher. Again, I'm blessed to have him (laughs) in fantasy, but it was also just like one of those things when you see how good somebody is and what type of talent they have, and that being paired with just the intensity of saying, I want to do this and I want to keep going and I want to pitch as long as I have to. I just want to make sure that I'm winning this for my team because that's what I want to do. And I had been reading um, a really great article where he was talking about how he'd be fine personally with pitching like 130 to 150 games. I mean, 100 uh, throwing 130 to 150 pitches in a game if he ever had to, which of course I don't know any manager that would actually let him do that. But still, you just, you gotta say that is absolutely incredible. It's really amazing to see somebody have an outing like that. Um, So kudos to him. And if you're not already paying attention to him, what are you doing? You should be. Um, And then my final story or thing of note that I wanted to address before uh, moving into talking about my all-star ballot is uh, Craig Council being getting his win last night um, against the Mets. Got him his um, 563rd win, which makes him the most winningest uh, manager in Brewers franchise history, which is really amazing, really exciting. He did it, I think, in 108 games fewer. And it's, I think, even more exciting because he's a hometown kid. He's from Whitefish Bay and grew up a Brewers fan. And it's just always amazing to me to imagine growing up a Brewers fan like him and eventually becoming a manager for them and doing as well as he has done. I know he had no like major league coaching experience before becoming the manager of the Brewers, which is just amazing. And he's doing something right. He's growing with this team and continuing to build upon that and do really well. So good for him. I'm really I'm really excited for him. And he I am a big Craig Council fan. It's hard to not be. But seeing something like this is just even more exciting. But let's get into it. So I, like like many people, uh, started going through my all-star ballot and started, you know, submitting, reviewing, and, of course, just looking around and trying to come to the conclusions of, okay, who am I going to vote for? What am I going to do? And, of course, I don't want to say I'm doing what would be expected as a Brewers fan, but I am. Um, I essentially, my National League picks are all Brewers players, and it's the first round. It's phase one. You gotta, you gotta, you can't be surprised that I'm doing that early on. Of course, phase two, I think maybe will be a little bit more interesting to talk about my ballots then, because there's a little bit more that can happen, a little bit more variety there, because obviously it's not going to be as it's not going to be like this where I can just choose all my guys. I'm going to have to do be a little bit more selective. So I'll probably be talking a little bit more about my American League picks, but I'll mention a few few guys who I had thought about voting for, but didn't want to do right now because I need I need to get my I need to get my boys in there. I need to get the brew crew. I need to get the brew crew on in there. Um, so I'll quickly run through the my National League pick just because they are all Brewers. 
before jumping into my American League pick. So for first base, I have Rowdy Telez. Second base, Colton Wong. Third base, Luis Urias. For shortstop, Willie Adamas. For um, outfield, I have Hunter Renfro, Christian Yelich, and I did a write-in of Tyrone Taylor because kid deserves it. Not that Locaine doesn't, but I'm all about Tyrone Taylor, man. Also in my great fantasy baseball pickups. So I just would love to see it. Thought might as well while we're here right now. That's one that if I can convince you and can convince you to do a write-in pick, vote for Tyrone Taylor. You won't regret it. Um, for catcher, Omar Narvaez. And for designated hitter, I have Andrew McCutcheon because, come on, it's Andrew McCutcheon. It's hard to not love the guy. He deserves it. Get into the All-Star game, man. Um, I would say out of any of the Brewers specifically where if I could tell you to really double down on them and vote for them, I would say... Rowdy Telez, just because of the impressive season he's been having, he really has earned it and I think deserves it. Um, Willie Adamas has also been nothing short of fantastic. And that shortstop spot is always difficult because there are so many talented guys in that position, but consider it. Just consider it. He is so much fun to watch and he's so great. And I see Matthew on Colorcast mentions uh, Dansby Swanson. And of course, I love Dansby Swanson. I named a plant after him. Um, he's a Swiss cheese plant. Really love him. And also, again, one of my guys who I have in fantasy because I do love him. But think about it. Just think about Willie Adamas. I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying you should consider it. Um, so again, I'll go through my American League picks and then mention some of my honorable mentions for both of them. I would say I did have more for the National League specifically, but I do have a few for the American League as well. So for first base, Ty France, I think he has really earned it. Um, great to get a Mariner Mariner in there, um, show him some love, but he's been having a great season. And I say, why not? I say go for it. So I think he's a really great choice there. And fresh face. There were a lot of, obviously, too, there's a lot of really great first basemen in both leagues, but Ty France is my little honorable mention and guy who I'm saying vote for him in the American League. Um, I'm going to mention, actually, I'll just go do it right now as well. For first base, if you're not going Rowdy Telez, uh, Matt Olson, excellent choice. I'm a big Matt Olson fan. It's hard to not be. I really like him. And I like, I mean, I like a lot of Braves players. I think it's hard to just not. They're the only other team in like the National League. I don't completely despised so uh I'll give Matt Olson some love um <laughs> there uh for second base I have Brandon Lowe um again I like my Rays not my team but do I care no they're my American League team and I, I gotta I gotta do some I gotta give them some love there um for third base this was difficult because I did also want to give it to Matt Chapman but I saw his name and I was like, yep, there is one choice here and I gotta go with it. I gotta run with it. Bobby Witt Jr. I mean, come on. I love Bobby Witt. I think he's just so fantastic. I love the energy he brings to the game. I love his like style, how fun he is, the flair, etc. And I think I'm technically older than him, which is so strange to me. 
So, you know, why the hell not? I think he's just so much fun to watch. And I'd love to see him on that kind of stage, especially potentially to be up there with, you know, some guys who have really been around the block for a while. I think that would just be really cool to see. Um, For my outfield, I have Byron Buxton because, you know, great. Um, This one was really tough for me, but I had to do it just because of how good of the season he's been having. Um, Aaron Judge. Um, and then Kevin Kiermeyer, so giving some ra- the Rays some love there, but Judge has just been too good. And I, again, I have him on fantasy. It'd be great to see him there, and it's nice to see what he can do healthy when he's at, like fully healthy and just having a good good go at things. So nothing but respect for him there. I will also say honorable mention to Max Kepler. That was one that I almost went with but didn't. Um, so. We'll see. Maybe in the coming days, I'll do a few different lineups and get him some votes as well. For the catcher for the American League for me, I was going to go with Yasmani Grandal, former Brewer. Loved the time he spent with the Brewers, but I had to. I had to do it. I had to go with one guy and one guy only, Sean Murphy, which I think some of you might be like, what? Sean Murphy, who, okay, of the Oakland A's. And this is where I remind you, uh, he not only took the baseball world by storm, he took social media by storm when he went viral earlier this season because he got hit by a pitch um, on his behind and it bounced off in a way that got a lot of attention. So I just completely believe you should vote for Sean Murphy there because, come on, he earned it. He had his moment. Give it to him. Give him his chance to shine. Um, And my honorable mention to for catcher for the National League, if you would like to go with somebody that's not Omar Narvaez, even though I do think he's really earned it, um... Yadier Molina, I think that could be really fun to see him in a in an all-star game one last time since we do know that this is going to be his last season. Love him or hate him, you just got to respect the grind and what he's done for the game and how long he's been at it. I really, I really applaud him and everything he's done, so I think it'd be really fantastic to see him there. I mean, I just, I have to say it. Um... And Matthew says Yachty and Pujols in the All-Star game, um, the final season would be nice. Exactly. And that's that's just exactly where I'm at, where it's just something really nice to think about. And I don't know any too many people that I think would have that hard of a time with it or would disagree with me that much. Um, so there's that. And then for my DH, I have Shohei Otani. And I mean, come on. I really like Shohei. I don't know too many people who don't like him, um, but he's just such a he's a, he's a really great guy, and you love to see it. So I say vote for Shohei, but I'll just do kind of one quick rundown again. So again, <clears throat> National League, um, all Brewers, but Rowdy Telez, Colton Wong, Luis Rios, Willie Adamas, Hunter Renfro, Christian Yelich, Tyrone Taylor. Omar Narvaez and Andrew McCutcheon. For the American League, I have Ty France, Brandon Lowe, Bobby Witt Jr., Bo Bichette, Byron Buxton, Aaron Judge, Kevin Kiermeyer, Sean Murphy, and Shohei Otani. 
I will say too, one more thing for uh, Brewers who I'd love to see voted in. Hunter Renfro has been having himself a season and he's been really great for the Brewers. And I knew he was going to be something solid for them. And he has really gotten above and beyond. And I just absolutely love to see it. But I think I'll be doing a, another show focused on phase two as soon as that gets there and kind of talking about, okay, so this is the group of guys who I have to work with. Here's who I'm going to be voting for along with when we can add pitchers in on that. And I, I really like pitching. I, that's probably my favorite part of the game. I tweeted the other day that I love nothing more than really good pitching. So I'm going to do that very likely. Um, I, I just am I'm all about it, which also should mention uh, Aaron Ashby is having a ridiculous night. So shout out. Uh, and Hungry Takes on Colorcast says, still want to see an all-time Brewers dream, dream lineup. I will be getting that as well. So maybe next episode I can mention that um, because I've been thinking about it a lot and I've been wanting to compile it, but I'm kind of like ruminating over a lot of guys and haven't completely settled down on a specific list yet, but I'm going to get that. I'm going to get it there. Um, but that's going to probably do it. Uh, I will mention really quickly what this Brewers score is right now. So again, you guys can kind of have some context for where I'm at in time in terms of recording this. Uh, so currently the Brewers are still leading the Mets 4-2. Uh, to two. Uh, Tomas Nido, or Nido, sorry, uh, singled and scored uh, Jeff McNeil. So able to cut that lead in half, um, add a run upon it there. And I'm also seeing a... Update from the Athletics saying the Cardinals are preparing to be without their 10-time all-star catcher for at least a few weeks um, because Yadier Molina is expected to go on the IL. So watch out for that, and I guess we'll see what happens there. But hey, thank you so much for tuning in. I think I'm going to continue doing this every time where I'm also going to be uh, going live. And I'm just going to be working out the kinks. It's going to be on YouTube next week as well, which I think is probably what I'm going to promote more heavily, but it's still something to be looking out for. So yeah, I just wanted to say big thanks. Uh, thank you so much for, uh, <laughs> for tuning in. I got to mention real quick because this is really great. Um, Hungry Take said, it's not hitters be crazy. So makes sense, <laughs> which, you know, Hey, it is it uh, like, it's a fun play on words, but it does show my bias in terms of my favorite part of baseball, even though my favorite baseball player is not a pitcher. But, you know, you know, that's the fun of it. So, yeah, that's going to do it for tonight. Um, thank you guys all so much for tuning in and listening. Again, this is um, every Thursday at 7.15 p.m. Central Time. And you can find it after the fact on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Premium, uh, just Stitcher uh amazon wherever you get your podcasts so if you ever want to listen to an episode again just check it out there but thank you so much for tuning in and i'll see y'all next week